Night shifters, ever witnessed a paranormal activity? If so, what was it? I used to intern in a recording studio in NYC years ago where it was technically open 24-7, meaning there was always someone, there whether clients were in or not. Anyway, it was on an upper floor of a building and due to the amount of expensive equipment inside, you could not access that floor by elevator without someone letting you up. The button for that floor was locked out so you couldn't press it from inside the elevator. There was a camera at the front entrance downstairs, another at the elevator entrance, and one inside the elevator, all of which could be viewed from the front desk of the studio so when people arrived you would buzz them in. Wait until you saw them enter the elevator and then you would have to push the button for the studio floor to bring the elevator up. Well anyway, one of the nights I was working the overnight shift, and it was just me and another dude doing cleaning, maintenance etc. When we hear the elevator start running at probably like 3.30 in the morning, the whole building is all offices so really there is nobody in the building past 5-6 p.m. besides us. So we thought it was a bit strange. The other guy looks at the cameras and there's nothing at all. No one in the elevator either. So although it's weird, we just figure someone must still be in the building and called it from a different floor. It made sense until all of a sudden we see it stop at our floor, and we hear the door ding. We're both in the lobby about 15 feet away from the elevator and we give each other the hardest WTF stare ever. I can't explain how much I didn't want those doors to open. We stare like a deer in headlights completely motionless at the doors as they open. Nobody is there. No one pushed the button. Nothing. We both keep staring completely. Still and silent and it becomes really ducking creepy as time goes on and the doors don't shut. As if something is standing in doorway blocking the sensor. The doors usually close after 5 seconds or so. But we stared at it for a good 20-30 seconds or so before they closed and the elevator returned back to the lobby. We stared for a bit longer before simultaneously looking at each other and saying what the duck dude. The next day we ask a couple of the other guys about it and one of the guys said the same thing happened to him in the middle of the night. When he was by himself, he said he almost shit himself. Maybe there's a logical explanation for a elevator malfunction, etc. But it was really damn freaky since the place was generally kinda creepy at night and there had been some other weird things. I don't inherently believe in ghosts but if I had a paranormal story it will be this one. I work in one of the major ERs in my city. As HCA, one of my many tasks is post-mortem care on patients who die in our care. One night at around 0200 I was called to the room of an older patient who was palliative had passed and the family had finished their goodbyes. So I went in to start providing care. This usually means removing any tubes, wires, and monitors from the patient, giving them a bed bath. Removing any valuables from the body to give to the family, putting them in a gown and shroud. I like to talk to my patients even if they have passed as it puts me at ease and shows respect to them. I explain my actions and talk them through what I'm doing because even though they have passed they are still my patient. While I was proceeding with the bed bath of the patient out of nowhere I felt like I was being watched and then I felt a hand on my shoulder and a man's voice tell me thank you. The hand remained for a moment while I stood there, frozen then all the feelings stopped and the room felt empty. There were no other nurses or staff in the area at the time, just me. I like to believe that the patient I was providing care for was thankful for my explanations and me continuing to talk to them through their care. A lab building where I once worked was the site of a murder-suicide which happened while I was there. Awful and sad. We didn't have shifts per se. But I had to work late one night autoclaving equipment for the next day's experiment. The autoclave room is right next to the lab where the event took place. I hadn't seen anyone else in the building. After I started the load, I was about to leave the room when I heard a crash outside. I immediately opened the door and saw that all the contents of a table in the hallway had been pushed to the floor. Water bottles, a packet of papers, pens, etc. Since I was right by the door at the time, I would have seen and or heard someone 
running away. It was against protocol to leave things in the autoclave overnight, so I had to stay an hour and a half to get them out, but nothing else happened. I left the stuff on the floor, though. Didn't want a repeat of that. I used to work at a 24-hour subway. I know, great start to a paranormal experience story, huh? Well one day I was doing the dishes, and my co-worker was cleaning the toaster oven and bread oven. Out of nowhere, around 3.30 a.m., I heard our door chime go off. Out of habit I say welcome to subway as I turn the corner. Nobody there, co-worker gone. I thought okay, maybe he hopped the counter and went for a cigarette outside as he did from time to time, heading back to the sink to finish the dishes. I hear the door chime again. Nobody. Check the bathrooms. Nobody. What the hell? I ignore the dishes and stand at the front counter, eyeing the doors. Couple minutes later, my co-worker comes through the back door where we get our deliveries. Where'd you go? I asked him, turning towards the back door area to take out the trash. He replies, door chime. He does the same thing as me welcome to subway. Turns corner to see nobody there but this time the door was wide open. Our doors are weighted to where they'll close on their own if you let go of them. Door stayed open for a couple minutes as we stared. Then suddenly slammed. Not a windy night. And our doors wouldn't even stay open like that on the windiest of days. Have no idea what caused this or why it happened on that particular night. But after I got a different job I was told it never happened again told my boss about the incident and we all looked at the cameras. Nobody could explain it. I worked at a movie theater running the booths upstairs. The projectors are upstairs obviously in a long corridor at night. After the last showing in each theater, you shut off the lights to that theater and the small one over the projector itself. Then you cover the platters to protect from dust. It's not so bad the first few, because at least the lights of nearby projectors are still on for the theaters that are still running. But. As you shut each one off one by one, the corridor gets darker and darker and that little viewing window into each individual theater is pitch black. That dull, steady whirring noise you've toned out all night is gone and is now replaced by absolute silence and there's hardly any light left anymore. Just the lights at the end of each corridor where you sit in between each start time. It's spooky enough is what I'm saying. But one particular night, I'm throwing the covers over one of the platters and I casually glance up into the viewing theater window across the way, and there's a face. It's a little boy's face and it's sheet white. I know what I saw, I'm sure there's an explanation for it and there's nothing supernatural about it, but there was a face there and it scared the absolute shit out of me. It made an already unsettling environment that much more terrifying the rest of the time I worked there. Also for the record, inside the actual theater, these windows are a solid 8-10 feet above the seatbacks in the highest row. So, if someone was playing a prank, they'd need a ladder and even then they'd have nowhere to set it. I used to work as a late night janitor for a movie theater. I've heard talking whispering in theaters, cleaning theaters you would see people out of the corner of your eyes sitting in the seats. My old boss worked at an old location where some of the projector rooms were at the end of an extremely long hallway with basically no lighting at the end so it would get progressively darker as you walked down it. He said you would feel like you were being watched the entire time and that it would get worse the closer to the end you got. Like if someone was standing at the end of the hallway staring at you as you walked towards them. The theater I worked at was split into two halves with one dark hallway on each side and a bright hallway in the middle. There was a hallway that cut across and connected all three of these. Many of the staff reported being alone and seeing a person cross the threshold of the dark hallway on the opposite side. Lights would turn off and on on their own. Each of the theaters has its own small emergency exit hallway. If anyone opens the door it sets off the alarm. I've seen people walk around a corner into one of these and follow them to tell them they need to leave only to find an empty hallway. We've also had the alarms go off on their own multiple times. The worst are the real people though. Imagine having your 
back to a massive pitch black glass window vacuuming at 4 or 5 a.m. only to hear a loud pounding against the glass behind you. You turn around to see a face staring at you right behind the glass. It turns out to be someone who forgot their phone or something and decided they needed to get it in the middle of the night instead of waiting until morning. Sometimes we would leave life-sized cardboard standees in the emergency exit hallways to duck with the other cleaners. Imagine turning a blind corner to find Mr. Bean staring right in front of you. A friend used to work as a night custodian for an elementary school, which the building itself was rather old built in the 40s, maybe. He was the third shift guy so he took over from the second shift guy at like 9pm. He was basically there to mop the floors and make sure no one broke in. If he got all of his stuff done, he was pretty much free to do whatever he wanted. Often after he finished doing his work, he'd go hang out in an office because there was a small TV to watch. He said things started off innocently enough. Lights turning on. In classrooms where he knew they had been off previously, cabinets and doors opening and closing on their own. He didn't pay much attention to it at first. He was sort of on the fence as to where he believed in paranormal activities so he just shrugged it off as coincidences. At first, he would go and check the noises out. Sometimes he'd creep around and try to catch someone in the act, in case there was a way in that he didn't know about. After a month or so, he gave up looking and just learned to ignore it. He'd ask his boss about it and just get blown off. Over the coming months, things progressively got worse. Doors no longer closed on their own. They slammed shut. He heard noises like children playing, sometimes screaming. He'd find trash cans turned upside down. He'd have things thrown at him, but he would be clearly alone with nowhere for someone to hide and throw things at him. He'd contemplated quitting but he was making good money for being nearly fresh out of high school and he needed the money for family stuff so he stuck with it. He'd come in rush through his duties for the night as quickly as he could and then go and sit in the office where he'd turn the TV to where he could sit facing the door and that's where he'd sit until the morning crew came in at 6 a.m. He didn't want to admit that he was scared shitless of being in that school by himself at night so he tried to tough it out and made a lot of excuses to try and explain what was going on. The last straw for him was the night he was sitting in the office watching TV and felt someone grab the chair from behind and flip him over backward. There was clearly no one in the room and no way for anyone to get into the room without him seeing the he picked up the office phone and called his boss at home in the middle of the night, said he quit and he'd come back in the morning to turn his keys in. He was definitely a believer in the paranormal after that experience. He said that it wasn't until years later that he found out from someone who'd researched the history of the school before it was torn down that there used to be a pool inside the school. A number of kids had drowned in over the early years of the school until the administration decided to finally expand the building so they filled the pool in with concrete and expand over top of it. I worked in a mine in Northern Ontario. There was a death on the 4200 level a couple years previous to the incident. It was a normal day underground like any other. We were rehabbing old working that had collapsed. 4200 level was big. The drifts were 6 6 feet, but going for kilometers in every direction. It was about midnight when we saw the mine rescue team with security rushing down the drift naturally we dropped what we were doing and followed to see if we could help. We arrived to a guy who was as pale as a ghost. He didn't look hurt, but he was shaking uncontrollably. Mine rescue approached him and he wouldn't have it. He would scream. And not just any scream. It was terrifying hearing the screams. Like a person so consumed with fear. It had a tone to it that you wouldn't imagine could come from a person. Eventually he just stopped screaming and just sat there. Awake but non-responsive. By now it was 3.30 am and our shift was over. We couldn't leave him down there. We managed to get him on a stretcher that we could carry out. On our way out he kept saying the devil is on 42, over and over again. About two years later, another incident report was read to us. The exact same thing, exactly the same spot, but a different person. I don't believe they saw the devil, but it is always in the back of my mind when I am on 42.
I worked night shift at a hotel. I also had a day job and the manager was cool and said I could sleep as long as I woke up if someone needed something. One night, I woke up and saw a guy, well, more of a silhouette of a guy staring at me through the windows of the Dutch door to the courtyard. He was really tall 6.5 feet and had a black duster trench coat and hat. I jumped up from the couch, put down the remote I had fallen asleep within my hand and rushed to the door to see what he needed. He was gone and no sign of him anywhere in the courtyard and there were only two long straight paths he couldn't even have ran that fast i forget about it and continue my night fast forward about three weeks and my co-worker is telling me about an evil spirit that lives in one of the rooms all the employees knew there were at least four haunted rooms there as well as the elevator no seriously he started describing a tall shadowy guy i cut him off and say like six or seven feet black coat and hat he turns white and stares at me you've seen it too i tell him what happened and that innocent incident that night all of a sudden got super creepy another time at another job i was getting ready to do security rounds roughly around 3 15 a.m i am whistling the arthur movie theme song it had just played on the radio it was dead quiet except just crickets as i open the door to the patrol car still whistling i hear a whistle off in the bushes the bushes on a 60 female cliff it's the same tune in the same type of whistle i have i don't whistle normal it's like a windier not sharp kind of whistle and much quieter same exact song same exact type of whistle i immediately stop the whistling keeps going i get into the car and book it take about 20 minutes longer than i normally do to get back and i'm super careful nervous paranoid when i get back never saw anyone or anything never heard it again but on that note sometimes if i fell asleep at that job i'd wake up to the sound of my old boss shouting my name he used to come in about the same time that i would hear the sound and wake up that happened pretty regularly the weird thing is that he had been dead for three years when it started i am a dedicated night shift nurse several years ago the unit that i worked on was kinda off on its own the oldest part of a 100 plus year old hospital during some basic repairs they found some mold and according to rumors asbestos in the walls so my unit got shut down for a couple months for repairs they kept the nurses on wherever they could with the result that we were occasionally really really bored thanks to acting as clerks or doing random odd jobs a co-worker friend at the time was really into ghost hunting to the point of buying a decent quality ghost hunting kit thanks to not exactly being needed we had ample time to wander the spookier corners of the hospital overnight we didn't find a whole lot just the occasional emf spike or whatever that could be easily explained after a couple of weeks they took down the strict construction isolation stuff for our unit and we decided to check out some of our supposedly haunted rooms the place was eerie as duck they had all the utilities shut off remember it was separate from the rest of the hospital and it was so quiet you could hear a pin drop we went into one of the rooms where a lot of deaths had occurred thanks to being close to the nurse's station where we could put more critical patients we set up a voice recorder thermometer and an emf detector then we started to ask any present spirits questions standard stuff like if they had died in the room etc within a few minutes of us asking random questions the temperature dropped a couple of degrees then the emf monitor started going off in short little bursts right as i asked the question are you angry you died here the emf squealed like a stuck pig and we decided to get the hell out of there the next morning we went to my place to play the audio recording through my computer everything was on it our questions and the emf noises right as i asked my last question of the night there was this sound that coincided with the emf burst we heard in the room it was this low drawn out moaning sound that sounded like an enhanced version of a death moan rattle it made the hairs on the back of my neck stand up along with the worst case of goosebump ever i've seen a lot of weird shit in my time as a nurse i am also a firm skeptic and love my peer-reviewed evidence 
but I can't quite believe that recording noise temperature drop EMF readings were something normal that happened in an isolated unit of the hospital with all the utilities shut off. I used to be a manager at a local movie theater and we had some spookery afoot. The theater was relatively new, as was the road it was on the area was developed in the late 90s but, before the area was developed, it had been farmland. The street that the theater as well as a bunch of shopping centers and a Walmart was where an old farmhouse was and, sadly and very much like a horror movie, the farm had been home to a very brutal family murder the father killed the whole family and then himself. So I started worked at the theater in 2007 and, immediately. New employees were told about the ghosts. I've worked in a bunch of places and most have some legend of a haunting but every single employee affirmed that A. The theater was haunted. B. There were multiple ghosts. And C. They were so prevalent that you would get used to it very quickly. Theater 12 was the most haunted place in the theater. It was a benevolent haunting it never seemed malicious but it was certainly there. A girl died in there in the second year of the theater being open she fell from the row of seats above the rampway into the theater and landed on her head. She was playful and once you accepted that there was a ghost, it didn't really bother you. She would knock armchairs down ushers had to walk through and put them all up and open and close doors. The first time I really accepted she was there involved those damn armchairs I had just gone and put them all up when one fell. I put it back up and the armchair next to it fell. And then the whole row fell. Scary but, once you figured it was a kid playing, it was somehow less scary. She'd also listen if you told her you were scared. She would stop. The upstairs was haunted by a man. Nobody knew who that was but everyone thought it was the dad that killed the family. All I know is that one was angry the girl was playful and you never felt scared when her things were happening she wasn't stuck in theater 12 but that was where she was most prevalent. The one upstairs slammed doors, held doors closed when you were trying to leave, and constantly turned lights on and off. The lights were the worst part the upstairs booth was one long room with all of the projectors and the lights were on each side of the room so when they went out you had a 30-ish second walk to turn them back on you could just feel someone there with you and it was the feeling of being in a room with someone that is very angry with you but not saying anything people said they saw things fly across the room or off desks and i never saw that but the lights and the doors were enough I worked as an overnight valet at a hotel that was converted from an abandoned late 1800s early 1900s steel factory. To put it mildly, the place was a monument to human suffering. On Sundays, we were usually around 30% capacity, so most of the rooms were completely empty. Most Sundays, I would walk down to the lot around 2am and various curtains would be open and closed. And when I came back up several of them would have changed from where they were when I left I can think of multiple times where we had entire hallways completely empty, but the curtains would still Still change while I was checking the cars. Guests would regularly complain that the people above them were stopping around. And before we would call the room above them to ask them to quiet down we would check to make sure it was actually occupied. Because there was a 50% chance. It wasn't most of the time. We would actually receive less noise complaints on nights where we were at capacity. I helped some guests move to another room after the noise woke them up. More than once. And when I went back to grab their last bag I heard it myself. It sounded like a grown man running. We sent someone to check the room. It was empty. We would also get a lot of calls from guests asking if someone had been into their room to clean despite the do not disturb sign on the door because their belongings would have been moved. And, of course, the curtains would have been moved. Our employee room in the basement was the worst. It had motion-sensitive lights that would turn themselves on. One night in particular, I was making a cup of coffee to take back upstairs. When the lights in the bathroom came on, 
then the motion sensitive sink, then the motion sensitive toilet, then the lights turned back off, didn't go back downstairs alone for a while. The absolute creepiest part of the hotel was one of the first buildings constructed though. They kept the original wooden floors and they creaked like crazy when you walked on them. I stopped running errands to that building it wasn't part of my job, but I did it sometimes for the tips after we received four calls from one of the rooms that was supposed to have been unoccupied. When I went to unplug the phone so we would stop getting what we were writing off as a short in the phone, I couldn't get into the room. The door rejected my card, the manager's card, and the override card. Just as I was getting into the elevator, I heard the electric lock open up. I went back and the card let me in. The phone wasn't even on the hook. And after giving a quick look around, the room was empty. I quit after a few months. Don't regret it. Ooh, I got one. So my last job was a central supply tech at a tissue bank, meaning I would clean and sterilize the equipment used in the processing of human tendons, skin, muscle, and bone. I wasn't a third shifter but I worked second shift two days out of the week. One day, my job was to gather all the dirty equipment from the processing rooms and bring them down the hall to be deconned. Most of all the other jobs in central supply, you had partners. This particular job, you didn't have a partner. So I was completely alone, taking equipment, some of which were coated in flesh and blood, on carts down to where we washed them off, which was creepy by itself. It was gross. It was also eerily quiet. You could hear the saws and drills in the processing rooms but that's about it. Now, the processing rooms were set up to have like a little chamber so that the techs could toss their dirty equipment onto a cart. And then I would come get it without coming all the way into the room. You know, for sterility reasons. And the doors leading into the chamber were automated. But you had to wave your hand in front of a little sensor. That way you can't set them off by just simply walking past them. Now, I was taking some dirty equipment out of one room when I heard the sound of one of the doors down the hall open. I didn't think much of it. Sometimes the techs accidentally trigger the door to open when setting things on the cart. However, this happened like three or four times within the span of like 20 minutes. And at total random, it wasn't like something was stuck in the door and it was just trying to close. No, I'd hear it slide open. Then it would slide close and then it would be a couple minutes later that it would slide open again so i went to check it out and ask if the techs needed something as i was walking towards that direction i even witnessed it open by itself and when i got to the room the room was empty there wasn't a team doing any processing in that room there was no reason for the door to open and close like that and i think it did it only one other time that night i told the manager as i was leaving that night that way if it was an issue with the sensor someone could look at it but no one else experienced anything like that from that specific room. I also never experienced it myself but one of my friends was in the locker room getting changed out of scrubs when she heard the door open and heard footsteps. She didn't think much of it until she was leaving and saw absolutely nobody there. There's only two doors that go in and out of the women's locker room. Both of which are super loud and beep when you open them because you have to swipe your badge to get in. From what I was told, that happens quite a lot but only in the girls locker room. It was around 11 p.m. I had just finished feeding some kittens and was singing along to the radio to keep myself awake and doing a little dance to one of the dogs in a neighboring cabin who was wagging her tail at me I work in an animal home and was in the vet clinic at the time that often had both cats and dogs in theater cages in the same room when I heard a very, very distinct growl. It wasn't the little dog as it came from behind me and she was the only dog in the vicinity at the time. Plus I was looking at her when I heard it and there was no lip movement, no teeth shown, nothing body language wise at all but I know she heard it because her heckles went up. I asked her if she growled and she waggled her tail harder and I bent down and put my hands up against the bars so she could nuzzle and she was then fine and relaxed. I thought maybe our aircon unit had crapped out so I went to the corner and switched it off and went to switch it back on but leaned over to switch off the radio for the night when I heard it again, this time louder, very 
distinct, coming from behind me again but from the opposite corner, again not the little dog as she was in my full view the whole time. At that point all the hairs on my neck stood up and I bolted out, of there as quickly as I could. I went into the next building and continued with my night until my shift colleagues started but couldn't help thinking about that growl. I know sound carries at night but there were no other dogs nearby at the time and our main building where our kennels are is soundproof so the neighbors don't complain. I really didn't think anything of it until my shift colleague went out for a smoke around two hours later and said he felt like there was somebody watching him the whole time and got a really strong smell of wet dog when he was out there. Okay, so about a year ago I spent the whole night studying. I used to do that a lot study trough the night, do the test in the morning and only sleep when I got back from the test during the day. Basically a bat. My laptop is 9 years old I can't afford another one and its battery doesn't work. So it only turns on if it's directly plugged in the electricity. I saw it was almost 3 a.m. and stopped for a break. My laptop was on the desk and I rested in bed. And it suddenly turned off. And I was like okay, just the old guy being old. But then I ducking unplugged IT and it turned on again and I was like WTF and it was a screen I've never seen before. Like a drizzle I can't really describe it. So I closed the laptop and opened it again and the screen was black and it started typing out of fucking nowhere. I just ducking closed it again really hard. Took off the battery and got away from it. I was petrified and then I felt watched. So I ran to back my bed where I could see 100% of the bedroom. And just stayed there paralyzed. Couldn't sleep. Couldn't study. I couldn't sleep during the night for a week, so started taking meds to sleep, as the exams at the university had ended. But, then I started waking up at 3am, always at 3am exactly, for a whole month. I've always been skeptical, but it only stopped after I talked about it with my mom and a woman who's a spiritist from the spiritism religion came into my room, said some weird things and said she was gone put me in her prayers. After that I could sleep again, and stopped waking up at night. I used to work at a billiards hall, and I would work evenings. The place closed at 2am but cleaning up took a long time, usually an hour or more. It was a two-story building, with 15 tables on the ground floor, a large staircase in the middle and the second story having long row of another 10 tables. At the end of the row of tables upstairs in the corner, there was a small room used as a closet. Though nobody ever went in there, it was just myself and my co-worker Jerry that evening. Before the place was turned into a billiards hall, it was owned by a guy who made and sold fancy rugs, and his son ran the place. It turned out his son was in the drug business, and used the place as a hub for transporting cocaine. One day the owner was found dead, hanging from a noose pitched over the second story balcony. His son disappeared. The rumor was that the son ran afoul of people in the drug trade, and his father was killed. As revenge and the son was kidnapped and likely dead, the father's death was ruled a suicide even though the son's disappearance obviously indicated foul play. One night my boss asked Jerry and myself to clean out the closet on the second story. We had one of those powerful industrial grade vacuums that you wheeled around and it was extremely loud. We were swamped with customers the whole night and we realized we wouldn't have time to clean out the closet until after we closed. A glance in the closet told me it would add another 15 to 20 minutes of cleaning up after closing. So neither my co-worker or myself were happy about it. It was about 3 a.m. when we carried the clunky vacuum upstairs and started on the closet. Jerry was using the loud vacuum while I rummaged through the miscellaneous items stored in there throwing the junk in the trash and setting aside anything worth keeping. The closet was basically just a tiny room with a door with carpet inside. Even though we changed the light bulb, it still didn't work. So I figured the wire in the wall was probably severed. When the place was renovated and turned into a place for billiards some walls were knocked down and some of the wiring was redone because you had to run outlets to each pool. Table to power the table lights hanging overhead. You didn't want a bunch of cords lying around exposed to customers. For lighting the closet as we cleaned, we both used flashlights 
minutes, because it was pretty dark up there. After several minutes of pulling stuff out of the closet as the loud vacuum Jerry was using droned on, I got to an old wooden box sitting on the floor in the corner of the closet. There were latches on the box which you had to press down on both at the same time to open. I tucked the flashlight under my chin and opened it. And right when I opened it, over the loud drone of the vacuum, I heard a blood-curdling scream. It was the sound of a grown man screaming. A scream of terror, like a man being dragged off to his doom and thrashing about to try and slow down the inevitable. It lasted for about two seconds. I let go of the box lid and it fell back into place and snapped shut. I turned around to Jerry who was crouched down behind me vacuuming. He had paused in his vacuuming and was looking up at me. I reached down and turned off the vacuum and asked him if he was the one who screamed. No, I thought that was you. Where did that come from? A look of concern washed over his face. He got up and we both stepped out of the small room and looked over the balcony at the entrance to the building down on the ground floor. Both of us realized that there was no way the scream had come from outside. We wouldn't be able to hear it. The entrance was a set of large thick double doors. And even if some weirdo had decided to lean against the doors and scream at the top of his lungs for whatever reason, with the shop vac running and us being all the way upstairs in the corner in another room, it just wasn't possible for us to notice that sound. The scream sounded it like it came from right beside us in the room. It was like a man screaming. Right, I asked, feeling uneasy. Jerry nodded. His eyes were both wide. It happened right when I tried to open this box I said as I picked up the box and placed it outside of the closet where there was more light. I squeezed both latches on the box and opened it again. Inside, the box was a large folded up tarp, and below the tarp was a tied rope noose. It had to be the noose that the previous owner was found hanging from. The realization made me feel a little sick. And judging by his expression, Jerry felt the same way. I tossed the box back into the closet, and both of us decided to cut short our cleaning and call it a night. I think both of us being grown men and not believing in ghosts, made us too embarrassed to ever bring it up again. The scream was so distinct, even with the loud vacuum being on. I don't believe in ghosts but for some reason that experience still really gave me the creeps. I was closing my restaurant one night. It was me and a delivery girl alone in the building. As I was working on my close-out paperwork, I heard loud sobbing start up in the bathroom. I went and knocked on the door and asked Maria if she was okay. Crying stopped but she didn't answer. I thought maybe I had embarrassed her so I went back to the office. A few minutes later the crying started again. Really loud wailing. She sounded like she was really going through something. I went back to the bathroom, unsure of what to do. I stood there for a few minutes before trying the door and finding it unlocked, and the bathroom empty. I looked for Maria and couldn't find her, called her to find out. She had clocked out without telling me and left 30 minutes prior. I finished my close in record time and got the hell out. The next day I told my boss about it and he said he thought the empty land to the back of us had been a cemetery at one point worked at a small call center for insurance, so there were only about six other people doing night shift with me on the regular. One day, a slow day, it was just me and my other friend, we'll call her Bianca. Bianca got a call from someone reporting an accident and the call went something like hi I've been in an accident. A semi driver hit me. I think I am okay. Everything just feels fuzzy it was customary to ask time and location and the time that the girl gave Bianca was a couple minutes into the future so we just figured this girl was in shock but took down the time she started anyways. She got the girl's name call her Amy and finished the report. Bianca told me about her phone call and in the middle of it I get a call. A semi driver reporting an accident. Same exact location as the previous call. Time was the same but at this point it happened a few minutes ago so the time was logical. And get this, paramedics had already arrived on scene and pronounced, the girl the TF the semi-driver hit is DOA, and the ID found in her wallet had her name as Amy. Thanks for watching. Don't leave before leaving a like to this video, also hit the subscribe button to support my work. 
And as always, have a horrific nightmare my dear.